Jameis Winston returns. Michael Thomas dealing with an injury and Kirk Merritt shows off all of his versatility. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credentialed member of the media, CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today, Saints Wire, Tuesdays on Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And this live episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. They've got more odds, lines, and props than ever before. Go and check them out, Bet Online, where the game Starts. So, some concerning news for the New Orleans Saints with wide receiver Michael Thomas not present at the Superdome on Sunday. Of course, the New Orleans Saints held their open practice there for about 30,000 tickets sold there for the Dome and, uh, you know, got in some work and everything. Actually, did quite a bit of competitive stuff, which was nice to see. Usually, sometimes with these kind of open practices and things like that, teams will oftentimes not really do things like you know, team drills and stuff, but the Saints did quite a bit of team drills. They did some two-minute drills. They did some red zone team drills as well. So really, really cool stuff to see there. Appreciate everybody here for jumping in for another live episode of Locked on Saints. Don't forget to drop that your team every day in the chat. Nolan, I see you already dropping it there. I appreciate y'all very much for being here with us. Next thing that we're going to discuss here is, of course, going to be Michael Thomas and his injury, but we'll also go through play of the day. We'll take a look at the defense making a bunch of plays, Kirk Merritt showing off his versatility, Jameis Winston taking steps ahead, and then, of course, get you all caught up with attendance and participation for the day as well. So we'll start off here with Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas not at practice on uh, Sunday. He joined a list of players that were not present. We'll run down that list in a little while. Uh, but Dennis Allen updating after practice when Brooke Kirchhofer of WWL asked if it was a rest day for Michael Thomas. Dennis Allen confirmed, or actually not confirmed, but actually clarified rather, that it was uh, it's a hamstring injury that Michael Thomas is dealing with. Said so he's dealing with a hamstring. So we'll see if that was something that maybe they just didn't want to put on the line in front of a bunch of fans you know, that were out there. We'll see if maybe he's back early on this week. The Saints will practice Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. They'll have their walkthrough on Thursday and, of course, the game in the Dome against the Los Angeles Chargers on Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. So it'll be interesting to see and watch if, you know, Michael Thomas maybe comes back and participates a little bit more during, you know, that during those practices because he's made very, very good strides. I mean, fantastic strides with his ankle. You would hate to see him end up sidelined for any amount of time with an entirely different injury, but this is something that we knew was possible. It's not always about re-injuring the same injury. Sometimes you do things like overcompensate on one side of the body because of an injury on the other side of the body, and that causes some other issues and some other injuries. That could be the case. That could very well also not be the case. It may just be that there's a hamstring tweak that happened during practice, and it's not a big deal. So we'll see. I mean, we'll have to, that's the only option we have here is to wait and see. Saints are not required to deliver any type of injury news at all, so it's pretty gracious of Dennis Allen 
to even tell us that it was a hamstring injury in the first place. Uh, but so we will uh, get a look at it. But hamstring injuries, of course, are a little bit concerning. I don't want to like beat the drum of disparity here, but they can be a little bit concerning because they can linger, right? They can hamper a player. They could be something that consistently pops up. But before we go down that road and before we go down any road that is, you know, trying to uh, trying to, you know, give a prognosis or any kind of diagnosis or anything like that before we get to any of that stuff, the only thing we can really do here is wait and see. Hopefully Mike is able to get back out on the field sooner rather than later. While he was out, the New Orleans Saints got their opportunity to see a bunch of other wide receivers play a bunch of different positions. Dejon Dixon had a fantastic day. He had a very, very strong day, two touchdowns in red zone seven on sevens and also had some big plays, huge catch uh, down the sideline uh, in uh, team drills as well, delivered by Ian Book. But one of the wide receivers that stood out the most today was Jarvis Landry, who just kept making play after play after play. We saw him get some uh, some tough catches in, but the highlight was of course, during seven on sevens where he was matched up with Vincent Gray, Andy Dalton put a pass toward the back of the end zone and Jarvis Landry ends up snagging it just kind of casually one handed, not really that much of a big deal at all. Just kind of puts his hand out, snags it, brings it in touchdown. So very, very good stuff there from uh, Jarvis Landry. And that's the kind of playmaking and sure handedness that you're expecting to see from Jarvis Landry in a New Orleans Saints uniform. Not only is he going to be somebody that's going to be able to be impactful for you as you try to pick up first downs and move the chains, but he can be somebody that can be impactful for you in the red zone as well when you're close to the end zone and you're trying to rack up some points. So really, really good stuff there from Jarvis Landry, uh, who kind of put on a little bit of a show throughout the day. I'm just double checking to make sure I wanted to see if I, it was definitely Vincent Gray. Okay, great. I just wanted to make sure that I had the right, the right uh, defender uh, there, but Jarvis Landry doing exactly what it is that they brought him to New Orleans to do. As I mentioned, Dejon Dixon also had a fantastic day. He had a big kind of red zone, you know, go up and get it, jump ball type in the back of the end zone up against Paulson Adebo. Beautifully placed pass there by uh, Andy Dalton went up and caught that one. And he looked like he might have had another touchdown later on as well. Kind of on a short catch and run that got him into the into the um Got him into uh, pay dirt, I guess you can say. And then we saw sort of the big pass that came to him during team drills as well. So he continued to make a bunch of different plays. So it was great to see Jarvis Landry as well as um, Dejon Dixon out there making plays with their hands. It is worth mentioning that Jameis Jameis Landry, goodness, Jameis Winston took a step forward during today's practices as well when he was able to participate in seven-on-seven drills. We did not see that during the uh during the green bay week of course there weren't any seven on seven drills during the green bay week they kind of just went immediately into team versus team there but seeing jarvis land excuse me seeing uh Jameis winston take that step forward and his recovery is good news they say that they hope that they'll be able to get him back into team drills sooner rather than later i'm not going to make any promises here but usually when um dennis allen says that something's going to happen sooner rather than later he means it's going to happen sooner rather than later. So practice is tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. on Airline Drive. It'll be closed to the public, so we won't be able to provide any updates until after practice. But I would not be surprised to see Jameis Winston out there participating in team drills, and hopefully number 13 is out there with him. All right, coming up next, those weren't the only wide receivers that stood out. Destrehan native Kirk Merritt stood out as well for his play, not only as a pass catcher, but also coming out of the backfield. New Orleans Saints doing something a little different, getting a look at Kirk Merritt in a different way. Tell you why that's important, why you should care as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. Before we get to that, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Bet Online. 
line. I was just looking over some of the Heisman odds for um, for Bet Online, which conference you're going to see the Heisman come from, the Heisman winner come from. CJ Stroud, Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, all right now are your top three when it comes to being in the finals, right? Being one of the top four finalists. Will Anderson's in there as well. So if you think Will Anderson can turn around and become, you know, the defensive player that gets invited there for the ceremony, he's plus 400 right now. So that's not bad odds to be able to pick those out. And of course, you got your favorites there as well. So a lot to check out over at BetOnline. Those are just the Heisman odds. You can pick which conference that Heisman might be coming from. Uh, you can pick where uh, the NFL and, 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 and things like that with end of year awards as well, first round draft picks, all of that. So much that you can get it on over at BetOnline, which you can visit on your mobile device or your laptop. Uh, go ahead and check them out today so you can get in on all the trends and action bet online where the game starts. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day every day. For many, this will be their Monday morning episode. For those of you that are here to catch the show live, I appreciate you being here for a Sunday night show. Uh, appreciate all the your team every days in the chat. Clint F. At, just asked Michael Thomas, MT hurt. I don't know. I'm going to say that he's hurt. I'm just going to say he's dealing with a hamstring is, is exactly what Dennis Allen said. I don't know the severity of that. There's no need for them to give us any update on the severity of that. We'll see, but hopefully he's back uh, sooner rather than later. Vic Boy with the Your Team Every Day. I appreciate y'all very much for being here. T. Tommy, I see you as well. All right, so I want to jump into our uh, second part of the show here by taking a look at some of the other places that, uh, some of the other players in, in, in areas where we saw some highlight moments throughout the day. But the big thing that I want to discuss is that Kirk Merritt showed you a lot on um, the, the preseason game against the Green Bay Packers when you know, he brought back a 59-yard kick return at one point. So he showed you a little bit of what it is that he can contribute or, or, or other ways that he can contribute, not just as a pass catcher, but also in the return game. Today, we saw the Saints try something a little unique, and they took number 85 and lined him up out of the backfield. Now, don't forget the New Orleans Saints moved on from a couple of players before practice today, including running back Divine Zigbo. They also moved on from quarterback KJ Costello, which kind of gives you some good thoughts and good news around Jameis Winston by proxy. So without Divina Zigbo there, and with Dwayne Washington out for practice, the Saints' only running backs for the day were Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Tony Jones Jr., and Abram Smith. You're only going to want to work some of those guys so much over the course of the day, so the Saints ended up rotating Kirk Merritt in at running back. Now, the only time that I ever saw Kirk Merritt touch the ball while at or after lining up at running back was in the passing game, but we did see him run like a nice little angle route, nice little uh, Texas route coming out of the backfield that would have been a touchdown. We also also saw him run a couple of other routes out of there too. But when we talk about players making the roster, what is one of the things that we've always said? You have to show the multiplicity, the versatility, the way that you can contribute in more than just one area of the game. You're seeing that now from Kirk Merritt, who's showing you that he can contribute as a pass catcher, as a receiver as a returner, and now as a runner. It's pretty good stuff there. And Kirk Merritt, of course, has experience as a running back that has been a part of his, uh, you know, from his football career in the past. So really cool to see the New Orleans Saints playing around with that over the course of camp and giving him an opportunity to show that that's a place that he might be able to contribute, right? That's kind of the role that Ty Montgomery was signed to play to operate out of the backfield, but also operate out of the slot and maybe bounce outside and, and support on special teams and 
be like a key returner if they needed him, if Deontay Hardy dealt with an injury. Those are all the things that kept Ty Montgomery on the roster. Could that happen for Kirk Merritt as well, especially when you're, you know, you've got the potential of guys like Marquez Calloway and Traquan Smith, who are technically fighting for roster spots at the moment. I think Traquan Smith more than Marquez Calloway. But does that versatility that a guy like Kirk Merritt bring you convince you to keep an extra receiver? Kind of like what we've been discussing with Ian Book. Is Ian Book doing enough to convince you to not only keep him on the roster, but keep a roster spot for him in the first place because they can get three quarterbacks on the roster while only taking up two quarterback spots with Taysom Hill at tight end. With Kirk Merritt, something similar there, but he seems to be better positioned to actually convince the New Orleans Saints to keep him around because he can serve all of those different roles. So shout out to Destrahan, Nate of Kirk Merritt for you know continuing to make a push for himself and uh, showing you that it's not just the big plays and the big returns that are the ways that he's able to impact, that he's able to do it from other places on the field as well. A couple of interesting notes. We saw some additional opportunities for Nephi Sewell, uh, who ended up taking some first-team snaps during walkthroughs, also took first-team snaps during team drills. So he was lined up alongside Demario Davis and Caden Ellis. Caden Ellis, by the way, had a couple of nice nice plays throughout the day as well. A couple of sacks, it looks like, a couple of pressures, things like that. Uh, but great to see the undrafted free agent out of Utah get out there and get some opportunities and, and kind of get a look. Clearly, he's been doing enough to impress over the course of time for him to climb into those first uh, first team snaps. And don't get me wrong, I know Pete Werner and Chase Hansen were both out again today. We'll discuss that more in a little bit. But still, Nephi Sewell left guys like Eric Wilson and uh, John Bostic, who are NFL veterans, to be able to get up to that spot. Not to say that he left him on the depth chart, but the Saints wanted to get a look at him so much that they put him into that position. So really good stuff for the undrafted free agent rookie linebacker, something worth keeping an eye out on this weekend, number 45. How does he perform? Uh, Rashid Shahid also got some additional opportunities today. We got to see him take a lot of snaps in seven on sevens, as well as team drills at receiver. You could see his speed just flying off the field. He also finally got an opportunity to kind of return a kick. And again, you can only take this so far in a non-contact practice without pads and things like that. But in terms of just seeing what it is that he's seeing on the field, is he hitting the holes? Is he able to do all of that? You were able to see it from him today. Hopefully, we'll see a little bit more from him on Friday as he goes up against the Chargers. Hopefully, get some return opportunity there. Then, to wrap this up, we saw some defensive plays, some big-time defensive plays. Demario Davis with an interception on uh, Jameis Winston, who was just getting back into the rhythm of things during seven-on-sevens. But still, you give Jameis, you give Demario Davis a lot of credit for the pick because it was a fantastic read. We saw um, Paulson Adebo break up a pass in the back of the end zone in red zone seven-on-sevens that he had recently... So, Basically, Dejon Dixon caught his seven-on-seven touchdown over Paulson Adebo about three or four plays later. They go back at Paulson Adebo in the same area, this time with Chris Olave, who's really, really good with contested catches, and Paulson Adebo was able to make the play. So good rebound by Paulson Adebo, adding to his long ledger of PBU so far over the course of camp. We also saw some nice plays from Bradley Roby. We also saw a few nice plays as well from uh, coming from the uh, coming from Carl Granderson, number 96, uh, getting involved in the pass rush. So good stuff there. I also think that Cam, jo- Cam Jordan probably would have had a sack as well, but they didn't blow the play dead, but that's okay. So what we saw today during practice, we saw seven on sevens. We saw some standard team drills. We saw some red zone team drills and some inside the five team drills. And we also saw a two-minute team drill by both the uh, quarterbacks there, Paulson, Paulson Adebo, um, uh, Ian Book, and, um, and Andy Dalton. And uh, neither offense scored. Neither offense scored in those situations. But 
in the sort of one minute drill that the Saints ran, which started with actually 38 seconds on the clock. Andy Dalton completed a pass to Juwan Johnson over the middle with Demario Davis in coverage. There was a uh, an incomplete pass uh, there, pressure by um, Carl Grandison, which forced him to throw it away. Had a false start by Demario Davis on defense, which ended up getting them the first down. Then you end up having a uh, an incompletion to Marquez Callaway with a Tony with a um, Bradley Roby pass breakup. A completion next to Marquez Callaway with uh, um, PJ Williams in coverage. Sorry, I'm reading the numbers and trying to translate numbers and, and names in my head as I'm doing this. And then you had uh, a an incomplete pass to Jarvis Landry, which was an overthrow. And then you had a run by. Um, by Tony Jones Jr. and then got you in position there to be able to kick a 57-yard field goal that was Will Lutz 57 yards right through the middle. So very nice to see as we continue to see Will Lutz get back. Will Lutz was four, well, technically five of six during the throughout the day. If you count that 57-yard field goal that was in drills as opposed to field goal work, if you count that, then that means that he is uh, 39 of 41. In camp so far, not bad. And of course, one and one in the preseason with the 59 yard field goal that he made against the Green Bay Packers. All right, let's get you all caught up now on attendance and participation as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. What are the New Orleans Saints going to do at linebacker if Pete Werner and Chase Hansen continue to be out? We'll break that down as we continue on to wrap up the episode. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about something serious here. Let's say that you're hanging out with your friends, putting back a few drinks, all of that, and a few becomes too many. And then as the evening comes to an end, people start to head out and you think, hey, you know what? I don't need to call for a ride. I can drive. I'm close to here. I'm close to home. All of that. So what are the odds that you're going to get pulled over anyway, right? As if getting pulled over is the worst thing that can happen because it's not. You can hurt yourself. You can hurt someone else and you can change your life for the rest of your life. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. It's no mystery anymore. The results are tragic, and oftentimes they can be deadly. So make the right decision. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on the roads, because it saves lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead or call for a ride. It takes one mistake to change your life and someone else's forever. Bottom line, drive sober or get pulled over. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Uh, if you're watching the live episode, it was probably one of the most awkward transitions you've ever seen. But hey, you know what? I'm not afraid of delivering important messages, but also delivering important New Orleans Saints information. Okay, so we're going to roll along here. Uh, we're looking now at attendance and participation for the day. And y'all, I have a lengthy list of uh, players uh, here that you should uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. So don't worry too much about it, but I'm going to roll through these. So defensive end taco Charlton. Let actually here. Here's what we'll do. Since it's a long list, we'll go offense and defense offense. We got Taysom Hill, um, tight end Taysom Hill offensive lineman, James Hurst and Cesar Ruiz were not spotted. We also didn't see Landon Young. We did see Ryan Ramchick. He did return. Uh, Michael Thomas wasn't present. Adam Trotman wasn't present and Dwayne Washington wasn't seen. Okay. That's over on the offensive side. Now on the defensive side, Taco Charlton defensive end. Although I did see him, I believe on the opposite uh, sideline, just not in uniform. Uh, linebacker, Chase Hansen, cornerback, Alante Taylor, 
and then linebacker Pete Werner. So the biggest thing here outside of the the Michael Thomas thing, which we which we just talked about, is hopefully we see him sooner rather than later. It's a hamstring injury of some sort. But the biggest thing outside of that is that you're missing multiple players from multiple positions. You're missing three players in this instance from the offensive line. You're missing two players from this instance at linebacker. You're missing two players in this instance at tight end. That's not great. <laughs> That's not great news, right? Linebackers Chase Hansen and Pete Werner are not there, and we've seen this now. Pete Werner has missed. He was late getting to practice or getting involved in practice because of a groin injury. He's now apparently re-aggravated that groin, and he's been out ever since. Chase Hansen had a great performance against the Houston Texans, had a very nice first practice against the Green Bay Packers, was out during that second practice, and then we haven't seen him since. Uh, Although I think he participated in the, uh, we haven't seen him in practice since, let me say it that way. James Hurst, he got injured in the second day of practice in the joint practices. Landon Young was present but didn't participate in the second day of those practices. He also didn't participate in the game. Cesar Ruiz played in the game. I thought played well in the game, but then was not out of here today. So the clear, the thing that I have to clarify here is that Dennis Allen specifically told us that um, none of the players that were missing today were excused absences. Now, let me not, let me, let me rephrase that. None of the players that were excused today were given light days, were like given days off. They were gone, not because of anything unexcused, but they were gone because of injury. So some of that could be that the injuries are light and they're just managing them to make sure that everything's good. Uh, some of it is that, you know, they're dealing with injuries and a guy like Pete Werner's just been dealing with injury for a while. And so it, it's not great. Um, it's not great to see that long of a list, especially coming off of a preseason game. But hopefully there won't be any further injuries that come from all this. So we'll tell you that it looked like Marshawn Lattimore might have sat down early during practice today but I don't know if that was injury related or if he was just done for the day or whatever that was. Uh, I've had some folks tell me that he went and got checked out. I didn't see that for myself. It's not to say that those people are wrong, but that's just to say that like I didn't see it, so I'm not going to report it. But he was out on the sideline sitting on the bench for a while. Um, last thing here, Ryan Ramchick returned, which was very great to see. Him playing opposite Trevor Penning on the offensive line, that's what the New Orleans Saints hope to see in future years. So great to see. Uh, both Ryan Ramchick, number 71, and Trevor Penning, number 70, out there. We also saw, in place of Cesar Ruiz at right guard, uh, Chris uh, Calvin Throckmorton. Remember, that would usually be James Hurst in that case, but James Hurst was out today. Uh, and then Eric McCoy and, and Andrews Pete were both out there, and we're fine. So that is your big kind of update on practice participation as well as, uh, as, well as attendance. Uh, to wrap up today... Um, I didn't prepare a slide for it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you today's lanyap anyway. Uh, I did not play great in in the the flag football game. Uh, I didn't play I didn't play poorly. I didn't play great either. We lost big time. It was like 14 to 28. But you know what? That's not no 34. It was like 14 to 34. But you know what? That's not all my fault. Okay, it's not all my fault. So not a great day for Team Black out there. Um, we were Team Black. I'm not just saying that. Uh, not a great day for Team Black out there. But you know what? I'm gonna take a personal dub and say that uh, I didn't end up with anything major in terms of injury, and I survived. So I thank all of you for that. As always, y'all, we will be back with another live episode tomorrow right after practice, probably be around 2 p.m. or so. Uh, Practice will be at 9 a.m. in the morning. Remember that it is not uh, public, open, so we won't be able to tweet or anything like that, provide updates till after practice. So uh, just wait up for, for that after practice, which should wrap up around like 1130, maybe even a little bit earlier. Uh, And then we will be here live right after that or soon after that 
and then we'll get questions from you after that one. I'm not going to take questions today because I'm not going to be able to to answer them, you know, in in, another, in in another episode before we get back to uh before we get back to um uh the live show next week, right? So, uh but save your questions, get me questions in the live show tomorrow, and then we'll have our pre-recorded show in the evening there to get you up to date on everything else. I appreciate you as always for being here for another episode of Locked on Saints and making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen, make sure you go and check out that Locked on Fantasy Football Podcast, Locked on Dynasty Football Podcast, especially with Draft Week underway. Going to be a ton of fun over there, including top 10 position rankings for all of your draft needs. I appreciate you as always for being here with us and for making Locked on Saints a part of your day, a part of your routine, saying yes to me and the show. Big shout out to everybody that took the time to say hi. I remember Steve. I remember a couple of other people. I'm sorry. I don't remember everybody that I met. I know I saw young legend Aries though. So I appreciate y'all so much for taking the time to say hi and for taking the time to make me a part of your day. For everything else that you need around today's episodes, more episodes of Locked on Saints around your New Orleans Saints, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.